What up, Long Beach? All good things must come to an end, and this is the last LB Fee Show of the athletic year, but we're going to finish it with a bang. As always, this show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my right, co-host Gardabasio. Mike Gardabasio, even. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, JJ? Uh, we're all very excited around Long Beach uh, in the sports community that the summer is coming, but we cannot end the year here at the LB Fee Show without going through our annual top 10 moments of the year for Long Beach State. And thank you so much to everyone who sent in mailbag questions. We'll be asking Andy about some of your questions and concerns at the end of the show. But first, Andy, welcome aboard. Gentlemen, are you excited? Again. I'm very excited. It's hard to believe we're talking about the end of the year. Yeah, we got to push that sun up in the sky a little bit more because we've got some business to handle. But it does seem like it went a little bit faster than normal this year. Maybe it, that's because we saw a possible national championship like right around the corner as soon as it was year. August. Exactly right. So every year goes faster because statistically a year is a smaller percentage oh, of God. your life every year. That's true. <laughs> Everybody, Mike was born on leap day. That's so. true. Yes. <laughs> I thought about this a lot. Crunch the numbers. All right. Uh, what? Do you have any big plans this summer, Andy? You guys going anywhere? We are. We will be uh, going to Europe for two weeks in July. Nice. So uh, nice. going to try and get some uh, R&R. You saw that uh, women's soccer team hanging out in France and yes. you're like, ooh, that sounds like a Yes, problem. you know, it's it's not hard when you see someone having as much fun as they are. It's <laughs> It's been a great experience. I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures and the videos, and I think they got to scrimmage against the Argentinian national team. Yeah, and, cool. uh, you know, once-in-a-lifetime kind of stuff. Yeah, SID Tyler Hendrickson really enjoying the move over to women's soccer right now. You can see the joy in <laughs> yeah. his tweets. The tweet of the girls singing on the bus, and he was like, and then sometimes we play soccer. It's like, wow, everyone out there is having a great time right yeah. now. <laughs> you should have just uh, gone with the team to Paris and let me and JJ hire the new Dirtbags coach. Right? I mean, yeah. you know... <laughs> Have you heard of co-head coaches before? Yeah, exactly. Gee, I come back and wait a second. You guys, you're in charge? Well, I thought JJ should be the coach, and he thought I should be the coach, so we compromised. Well, that's just one of the things that's happened in the last year here at Long Beach State that had everybody buzzing and talking about here at the beach. So let's do that top 10. But it's not a top 10 of, like, the greatest things. I think these are the top 10, top 10 stories. stories that if you were to look back at 2018, 2019 at Long Beach State – these are the first 10 things you would list. And obviously, at the top of the list, with a bullet, no question, Long Beach State men's volleyball winning a second straight NCAA national championship right here at Walter Pyramid. And I got to say, of everything that happened that weekend, and it was all incredible, the first thing I thought of after the dust had settled is the pyramid will never look the same. Exactly. I, did you stay up late last night coming up with that as your number one? I thought about really? that <laughs> the, the, the really day after. The I was like, you know what? Good thing we don't got to worry about that. <laughs> I would imagine that our citywide top ten list will probably have a similar starting point. Uh, yeah, I, that was the – I mean, for me, that's my favorite moment. I said it, I think, the day after it happened. That's my favorite moment covering Long Beach State sports, period, over 12, 15 years or whatever. It's the home. It's yeah. the home of so many things that happen for us professionally, writing in the city, obviously athletically for the city. So much has happened in that building. And now you're going to sit, step into Walter Pyramid every time, or at least I am, speaking for myself, and just think, damn, <laughs> there's a, the top of the mountain was right here. It was yeah. right there on that floor with a little bit of uh, you know Miami Beach uh, yeah. tiling on top of it. But other than that, you saw them put a banner up where the banners are already hung. I just don't think it gets much better than that. So I feel like... 
It's just going to change the building forever. Yeah, you know, nothing, you know, you don't want to take away from last year's championship at Poly Pavilion because that's a pretty special place to win as well. To beat no UCLA doubt. in their house, that's awesome. Some, ban- some banners th- in that building, too. I think that was, like, cathartic. Yes. And then, like, and we heard from so many fans. Like, J- like realistically, since JJ and I have been covering or been around the basketball team, right, they haven't, I would not say that they've been rivals with UCLA. Right. For all of the diehard fans who, I mean, to me, I think that's still a big bulk of the fan base here. Like, those, those Tark, Wooden, like, you know, Long Beach State, UCLA games, like, they still lose sleep over that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like for those for those fans winning in the Poly Pavilion, I, like, felt their relief. Yeah. And then this year was just, like, the perfect way to crown this four-year era of unbelievable volleyball, which I would add three weeks and six days after they won in the Pyramid – Three of those guys were starting for the USA national team in the Volley Nations League, which is, uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I think really shows what an incredibly special group of, uh, of seniors that was. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's unbelievable. And then again, I agree with JJ. Every time I walk in that building now, all I can think of was it happened here. We all got to be a part of it, and it's pretty special. You would not blame a player like TJ DeFalco for maybe feeling a little bit beyond the day-to-day job of being a student athlete. This guy could have legitimately left after his junior year and gone overseas and played professional volleyball and made one heck of a living. But he stayed and he grinded. Did you see any of those players, or or, or what did you see from those players, really, in the way that they went about their business this year? Because it's almost like, just get us to the Final Four. Just just get us in, get us home, we'll figure it out. But they had to go the whole way. And they're like the Warriors this year, and that you could see covering them, you could see the fatigue of, this has been a lot of volleyball over four years. I mean, you'd go in Fall League, and those guys, like, they were using the fact that they, like, were pissed at each other. That it was like, why are we all here? (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, the weight of carrying the fact that the Final Four is in your home venue, that's a lot of weight. And I know we all felt, hey, of course we're going to be there, but you got to win the matches. And that's a lot to shoulder, even if you've been doing it for four years. So I think there was a sense of relief and uh, extreme celebration that night. Two natties. Two natties, man. It's pretty, Unbelievable. Pretty special. And uh, all, all of the seniors on that team also graduated. I the Probably the funniest moment of the graduation day for me was TJ's sister putting up a picture with him and saying, proud and honestly a little surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone made it out. They're all off uh, to play for the national team and uh, an easy number one pick for JJ. I also liked the woman on the stage. I'm not sure who it was, but it was a recording from a video as they crossed the stage, the uh, men's volleyball team who said, don't graduate, we need you. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Love that. Um, All right, so that's your number one moment. Number two story of the year here at Long Beach State has to be the mascot uh, moving, I guess? The mascot change. Moving, changing, switching, all this stuff. Uh, It was a long process over a couple years that actually started before you got here, Andy. But if you could choose how you want Long Beach State alumni, fans, students, whatever – how you want them to remember the addition of Shark, the subtraction of 49er, and just the whole deal that's happened over the last few years? I mean, what I would say is, you know, what unites us is the concept of simply put the beach, right? I mean, I, I walked through campus today, and I walked right by the business administration building and walked right across beach. And the one unique thing, I think, if you talk to anybody, and I know we've got, you know, 
um, 49er fans out there and you know there's the dirt bags we've got multiple names right but the one thing that I think unifies us is the beach so when I talk to people what I try to talk about and the one thing is it's beach go beach uh, beach athletics and it's a difficult you know I acknowledge uh, we've got people that are unhappy and I got it I understand it um, but you know we're moving forward and you know the one thing I hope is that people come back and the love of this university is what keeps them motivated. That's, that's my hope. The weather's too nice to be upset about anything from my perspective. I will say this is our 2018-19 top 10 list. Uh, maybe the goal for 1920 would be for the top two stories to not happen within like six days of each other. Minor detail, Mike. <laughs> maybe we would do like one really big moment in the fall, one really big moment in the winter, and another really big moment in the spring. And just kind of spread it out a little bit so that we can all sleep. If we're being completely honest, I'd love the top 10 next year not to have a massive. Scott related number. It's been a few. It's been a few. Uh, we had a few Big West champions here at Long Beach State this year, and the number three story of the year is the women's soccer double. They win the regular season Big West title, then they go to Irvine, take care of their business in the tournament, and win the tournament title. A group of seniors over there from Mauricio and Gracia who really put it all together this year because they didn't get a chance last year. Their star uh, forward, Ashley Gonzalez, went down with an injury, so missed pretty much the whole season. So, like, they got a reprieve of that senior class, and, man, did they make the most of it. Yeah, that was a great reboot is what I'll call it because she came back and, and dominated, as usual. Uh, when you have that many veterans, that many seniors, uh, it's, you know, it's never easy, but it's easier when you're going up against teams that, you know, they may have talent, but they don't have experience, and it's tough to replace experience. No doubt. Can't replace leadership either. That's going to be tough for them this year with so many people. We've got to shout out Bond, too. Imani McDonald, goalkeeper for Long Beach State Women's Soccer. She also went to Long Beach Poly High. So Mike and I have been covering her playing soccer for like a decade. Well, she started as a freshman there, too. And, so she, yes, and we covered her at Beach FC before she <laughs> yes, even got to high school. I believe it's been nine years since your first interview with Imani But, McDonald. yeah, we're going to talk about a couple <laughs> seniors who are leaving and left their mark here. Uh, Imani McDonald, also a member of ASI, the senator at large, all that stuff. That's I mean, Andy, as an athletic director – you just have to smile and just say, yes, like that's the goal, right? Is to have somebody come to the school and then their time here creates a real adult, like a real person. Yeah, that's what, you know, ultimately, and I, and I think for most of us who work here, that's what excites you about the future is that you, you feel like, you know what, we're in good hands. You know, there are remarkable young men and young women who are going to be, uh, they're, they're leaders today and they're going to be leaders tomorrow. And someone like Amani, um, just doesn't come around that often. We've got a lot of great, but she was phenomenal on the field, phenomenal in the classroom, phenomenal in her community, uh, and someone that you know will will hopefully always be around us. She can go on and do so many great things. I hope she stays nearby. That's my my personal plea. Amen. Yes, for sure. We've we've been we've been like we t basically told her the day after she graduated. We're like, we cannot hire you to do anything, but we're like, well, let us try and figure it out. <laughs> exactly. I'm with you. Uh, number four, the uh, men's track and field team obviously added another big trophy to the trophy case. Won another Big West championship. Uh, actually, just got off the phone shortly before we recorded with uh, talking to Raleigh and Kamani and coaches Latanya Sheffield and Andy Scythe for some features we're doing about them. Um, Andy said, you know, for him, this was one of the sweeter championships because, I mean, and I'll be honest, I worked out the scores. I didn't think they were going to win the championship this year. And he, he said it was like, 
yeah, this was not a year where if you looked at how things had gone, you would have expected it. But everyone kind of performed bigger than themselves at the conference meet and, uh, and were able to bring home that big trophy. And now they've got a shot uh, for some guys and, uh, and women to make history at the NCAA finals. They're, current, they're, the last, they're the last thing happening, right, for the university? This is it. This okay. is it. So we're all just sitting around here looking at the live results from Austin. They'll be competing, I believe, Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, we're just waiting to see how they do because as soon as they're done – then the year is officially That's over. it. This is it. <laughs> now, with the improvements for um, Rose Track and really your guys' attempt to host more things here on campus, what are some of the track competitions, both NCAA or whatever, that you guys could get here that you might be looking at here in the future? You know, it'd be interesting to have regionals here. Um, Ooh, is that possible? We've got we some work to do. We, we, yes. Yeah, the stands and seating is, and that's probably the next big thing. Um, but part of the move of commencement to the track is to look at um, those projects because then it becomes kind of uh, knocking, uh, you know, uh, two out of the way. So you've got a great place. I think commencement this year was phenomenal, backdrop setting of the pyramid. But it also just felt right to have a huge crowd in there. And I, I think with additional seating, which, again, benefits commencement, mm-hmm. allows us to host whether it's regionals or even other invitationals uh, out there. I mean, heck, I mean, there's a lot of international. It's a I, uh, I T I dub. Um, I A A F. Yes, yeah. The inter- Producer the interna- Roger with assist. The, the international organizing body for track and field. I'm so excited. I stuttered right there. <laughs> <laughs> that tells well, you will, how will, big things are out there. I will tell you this. My so my wife is a, as as is yours. Uh, our wives, I guess, are both public school teachers, and I always make fun of her. I go, "Do you think sports writers or teachers have to learn more acronyms?" You know, it's, it's, no, a, it's I, that's what real... I was sitting here. I was thinking about the BAC. <laughs> I was that's thinking right. about uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, she just got done with SBAC SCEBA testing or something. Thing, and I was like, I don't know how you keep all this stuff straight. I'm going to bet the average American <laughs> sports fan doesn't know what NCAA stands for. <laughs> Dude, you're probably right Just about saying. <laughs> the number five store here at Long Beach State this year, men's water polo. You know those fires, wildfires here in California, touched the whole state and, and you know some of the parts of the country, and it changed the destiny of the Long Beach State men's water polo team because Pepperdine was originally supposed to host the GCC tournament. Long Beach you, Andy Fee, <laughs> stepped up uh, and hosted it for them because they were unable to for obvious reasons. And then the team often wins the championship as I believe the three seed in there, knocking everybody off, getting back to the uh, NCAA Final Four, which is just a huge accomplishment for Gavin Arroyo and that crew. But I thought the story there of not having to host, then hosting, then winning, all of that stuff together is like, man, sports, you just, you really never know until you show up. It's the greatest drama uh, is sport, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, things went our way. Unfortunately, you know, you never want it to be because of something like a wildfire. But but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, the team stepped up. You know, one of the exciting things we we talked about, I serve on the the Water Polo National Championship Committee. And, uh, you know, so I was going to be up in Stanford regardless, but the best part of that is that uh, our team's up there. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows you, uh, we talk about all the time, the grit, determination, resiliency, all those things. That's a team that mid-year you were not going to forecast nope. that finish at all. And, it, you know, that's what makes it the greatest drama. You could have easily written them off. You could have said never going to happen. Well, the last two teams here to change conferences would be men's volleyball and men's water polo, correct? That is correct. And those two teams have really benefited 
from changing conferences. Yes, they have. Wow. Keep it's, it up. It's like, how, it's like how football teams playing in new stadiums have made the playoffs like 97% of the time or something like that. You just need a, you need a little shakeup. Uh, it's also good to play, you know, other programs that are on the same level as yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Not that anybody out here is paying people to go to college, but you know, one, you know uh, what I'm talking about. One, one program that uh, continued its winning ways, the women's golf team won a second consecutive Big West championship and had a second consecutive individual championship. Uh, our, the favorite guest of the LVF show, Joey Cerule, <laughs> managing to go back-to-back. Uh, that was obviously an easy pick as well with another conference championship for them. Yeah, and they dominated too. Andy, I know you get out there sometimes to yeah, see them. Yeah, so I, I got to watch most of that, uh, the final round. Uh, and they're in a great place right now. Uh, you know, as we said, back-to-back. Um, you know, it's really a sport here that can be very successful. You know, we're working to, to add additional resources, not just to, to women's golf, but other programs. But women's golf is one where we feel we can be very competitive, uh, not just in the West and the regional uh, per se, but uh, nationally. And, uh, you know, Haley Tigrit, she, um, you know, she played a phenomenal round. It was her first win. And if you're going to get your first win, why not make it the conference championship? Good time for it. That's for sure. Uh, our number seven story, a good time for maybe the most surprising championship from a championship caliber program. Jenny Hill Costello has really turned that women's tennis program into a, just a championship winner. 12 out of the last 15 years, they win it. And this year, as the three seed, they go to Indian Wells and just shock everyone. I think they lost, if I remember correctly, like two of the last five conference matches, just the duels here yeah. at, at Rhodes Tennis Center. And then they go to Indian Wells and just run roughshod over the whole conference. That's crazy. Go, go figure. And again, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's not how you start. It's not where you are in the middle. It's where you are at the end. And when it comes down to a conference championship deciding postseason, um, that's really when you have to show up. And they did. Yeah, great future for them, too. They've got almost, well, pretty much their whole squad coming back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, moving on, we've got three left. Our number eight story of the year. Maybe some people would think this is a little bit higher because it's still kind of an open-ended question. The Dirtbags need a new head coach. Troy Buckley let go during the season. The season is mercifully over now. But now, where are we going? So, Andy, how's the search for the new Dirtbags head coach going? So we are underway. I am um, very confident that we will end up with uh, a great coach. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to share names, but I, but I can tell you that the folks we're interviewing, all of the candidates are sitting head coaches. And that says a lot about our program, uh, about people wanting to be involved with it. I've talked to, I can't even tell you how many phone calls I've made, not just to candidates, but people in the business, so to speak, and, uh, you know, the perception of what the Dirtbag program is, is as strong as ever. People love the brand. People love the legacy. People love the tradition. Um, you know, we want to we wanna get this thing rolling. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping, you know, early next week, you know, maybe sooner if I can, you know, uh, align the, the planets. But we want to get this wrapped up because June is a huge recruiting period for baseball. Right. And uh, we don't want to get behind. Well, and you know that it's going to be exciting to announce that. So the sooner you announce it closer to the College World Series, I think you'll also get some more eyeballs, too. Exactly. Well, I think we also all get to officially go on vacation after it gets announced as well. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not like anybody... The, it's, like the, it's, like the, it's like the last big piece of the puzzle to fall into place. <laughs> uh, just as a little programming note here, we also work with Long Beach Post. Obviously, the 562.org has all of our stories, but we do work with Long Beach Post as well. And uh, we did a story on searching for a new head coach this week, so make sure you check out that. 
and everything else we do there because we also have our podcast. And I'm sure when the coach is announced, we'll be having them on the podcast very soon. So subscribe to those as well. If you want to hear JJ and I talk about the new Dirtbags coach, you do not have to wait two and a half months for the next <laughs> LVP show, yes. <laughs> Number nine here at Long Beach State, the story this year has got to be the J-Rob jumper. You know, the men's ball, men's basketball program has already already gone through a lot this year, gone through a lot the year before that. You know, it's been the number one topic uh, about that team has been Dan Munson, his contract, and the whole thing. Then Jordan Roberts just shuts everybody up by capping a 15-plus point comeback in the second half of that tournament opener at Honda Center and the first true March Madness moment for that program since James Ennis. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. So for J-Rob to, to stop, pop, drop like that and win that game with that jumper, I feel like is just a huge move for the program, let alone forward or backwards. It's just moving, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and the trend is going the right direction. You know, obviously, we would have all loved to have hung on and beat Irvine uh, in that semifinal match. Uh, but, you know, I, I think where we're going, the talent that we're bringing in, um, I feel very good about it. You know, it, it's, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier and probably some other, some other uh, podcasts about, you know, some, sometimes in, in college basketball especially, it's not like the NBA. You can't flip a roster. And it takes it takes some time, but I think um, the freshman class that's coming in with uh, with the transfer, uh, Trevor Irish, uh, the seven footer, uh, I'm really excited. I think we we've got this thing headed the right direction. The team's going to be headed to Costa Rica in August for a, a preseason international trip, which is designed to to get you additional practice opportunities. You get about three pra- uh, three weeks of additional practice time before the trip. Then you've got you know, 10, 11 days on the road, and, and then you basically fold right into the start of school. So, you know, we're going to get a head start on our competition in terms of getting the team together, get the team playing, work on uh, the team chemistry, and uh, I'm excited for what uh, Coach Munson and uh, that program uh, has, has before it. Our final story, rounding out the top 10 Long Beach State moments and stories of 2018-19, is uh, JJ mentioned it was not the year that the uh, teams on the Diamonds were hoping for, but Nicole Fry for the Long Beach State softball team made some big history this year. Uh, I believe she got the LBF show bump. She was on the show before the season started and then came out and basically could not uh, turn around in a circle without uh, without knocking in an RBI. Not only that. (laughs) But I believe she was injured at the time, so we got her off the IL yeah. and into the history oh, okay. books. So yeah, it's a double a bump. Point. So it's good for both your body and your soul to come on the show. <laughs> that's what we learned. Yeah, Nicole Fry, I believe 153, 152, 53 runs scored in her career here at Long Beach State, setting the record. I believe that is the most important stat in baseball, right? How many times you score a run? It's kind of the difference between winning and losing. Home runs are the only stat left in baseball and softball. <laughs> yeah. the there no, there's no other I stats. still feel like scoring runs is pretty important, so I'm going to say scoring well, runs. Well, you do score a run when you hit a home run. So she, was, uh, she was all over it this year, as she has been, and I think we talked about it with you know McDonald. It's the same thing here. You, you've got a senior coming in, season or the season before that doesn't go the way they want it to, but they buck up. They're a good teammate throughout. Go back and look at Nicole Fry's Twitter account. She is more positive while she's not playing than as she's playing, and that's what you want from your senior leader. And it's just, like we said about Imani McDonald, it's just beautiful to see an institution be able to create student-athletes and then people like that. Yeah, she goes about her work um, just every day. She brings her lunch pail, and she's just going to grind and, and work hard. And, you know, she's as you just said, she's super positive and doesn't make, she doesn't make any excuses. 
Um, she's grateful for the opportunity, and it's easy to cheer for, for folks like that. All right, that was our top 10. Uh, as we open up the mailbag to get to some reader questions, I just want to remind Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and all the coverage we provided all year long. A daily newsletter, highlight videos, previews, recaps, big photo galleries, live Twitter updates, and, of course, the ability to talk to your two favorite Long Beach sports writers, uh, hopefully at least one of whom is currently on this podcast. Um, all of that has been at the562.org. Go click subscribe and sign up to make sure we are around for it next year. It's mail time, y'all. We asked you to send your questions, and some of you actually did. We also took some questions that we've gotten throughout the year, people just kind of asking random stuff that we couldn't fit into the show. So we've grabbed those, and we've put a mailbag together. Mike, I believe you have the first one, which might end up being on the top 10 moments for Long Beach State next year. I think it's in two years, yes. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I, this is a smart sports fan. Miles Williams tweeted at us, uh, at 562 Sports on Twitter, when we put the call out for questions, and wanted to know, Andy, what effect do you think the new dorm building that was just announced a couple days ago that will be along Atherton between the Child Development Center and the Recycling Center what effect do you think bringing another 800 to 1,000 or however many students it is onto the campus will have on the sports programs? Well, I want to thank Miles for the question. It's a great question. Uh, it's going to be positive and in a big way. You know, when we can get that number of students uh, within earshot and walking distance of the pyramid, um, it, it's just a great opportunity for us to embed ourselves. You know, we can, we can get over there with our student athletes relatively easy, uh, you know, kind of do what they call the dorm storms and get, get in the, uh, get in the building and, and, just and showcase like pizza right outside the door, you know, just like follow. It's like the Pied Piper, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, but I, I think it's, it's, it's awesome for us because again, the proximity um, you know, if you've got free time, what better place to go hang out than, than the pyramid? Well, I think, uh, you know, it, it brings to mind two things. Number one, I think the first event on campus each year is usually women's soccer. And I know this year and in, in the years that you've, uh, you've been around, you know, there's been a big pizza giveaway at the soccer game. And yeah. I, uh, to me, you know, people ask Jaden all the time, is it weird for you being, you know, around the high schools or colleges that you went to? And I would say, no, because it's so different when you're working or whatever, right? The one time I really do get nostalgic is at that first game because you have all the dorm kids who go over there to get pizza together and they're all meeting each other for the first time. For sure. And it makes me think about the first time. JJ and I met the first time we met all of our friends at the college paper. And there's that like newness of college that you're exactly right. Like you want kids on campus for that reason. And then you want them to be on campus for everything, for their school, to go to the games and everything. I think we've gotten a chance to work with uh, not only President Jane Close Connolly, but the two previous presidents of the university, uh, F. King Alexander and Bob Maxson. And both of them would agree with Jane that like not having enough kids on campus is the number one problem for the university. That like that solves every, uh, you know, school pride, like everything you could want. Parking? Would be solved. Yeah, it's solved with more people who live exactly. Like you don't, you know, you have less of a need for a car if you live here and you're not commuting to, to campus all the time, right? So I thought that was a great question. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like I think right now less than 10% of the kids who go to school here live on campus. If you could get that number towards like a 25%, then all of a sudden, maybe you do start seeing, oh, wow, like this is this, you know, these student sections take on a life of their own. Um, and I don't know, I, that's exciting for us for a number of reasons, obviously. Yeah. And you can look directly at San Diego State. You know, they were a commuter campus for a very long time and they have built and built and built and bought tons of property 
uh, around the campus, and they've transformed that experience to um, from a from a commuter uh, to a resident based population, and it builds it builds your identity, builds your experience. Our next question comes from our friend Ryan Thies. Actually, he has a young son, and he wants to know what he needs to do to join this thing they call the Beach Kids well, Club. Well, he's been he's had the, they've been in the in the Kids Club. They want to know first off, is it coming back, and then can you sign up for next year already? You you can and it's uh, it's twenty dollars. Well, well, you you're know, slightly out of the demo. You've a, aged out of the demo, as they say. A, a big kid, uh, you know. It's a, it's a it's twenty dollar membership. You, you know, you're gonna get uh, an invite, a, a lanyard. So you know, I I know Mike. You have a lanyard. You have a press lanyard. Yes. I know your kids love your lanyard. Both right? of my kids, we sign up every year. My wife and I obviously have press. But it's, a, it's the best deal of all for people who are, the adults can come cover the games already. But yes, kids get the lanyard. They get the free gift, which I think this year was a backpack. backpack. The year before, it was a towel. Uh, my son loves both of them. The LB is obviously so iconic. He just like likes showing that stuff off. Uh, and then, obviously, admission into all of the different events. And uh, and if you're on the in the kids' club, then when you see all the cool things that they do with kids in between stuff, you, you get to do that if you're in the kids' club. So for, for us, that's the, probably the easiest 40 bucks we spend on our kids. Like We would spend the same amount of money to go to the movies uh, on one Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and instead we get them into every game, you know, all year long. It's uh, I I think it's the best deal as a parent in the city uh, if you've got young kids. Yeah, I mean it, it's awesome. You know, parents can save money on tickets, and uh, and you can call five six two nine eight five four eight three three for more information. That's four eight three three. And it just made me think. You know, Mike and I, I think we both have saved all of our lanyards, at least the important ones, right? Ones I've from saved here. all of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, you must get so much swag from the events that you go to. Do you have a place where all this stuff goes when you get home? Do you just throw it away? Are there certain things you save? I, I think there's a drawer somewhere. Uh, yeah. A very the large amount, one. <laughs> the amount of lanyards and credentials. Uh, I, I couldn't even guess how many I have. It's it's off the charts. Is there a prerequisite for a saved one? Like, well, if we won that tournament, then I have to save it? You know, postseason, obviously, uh, you know, especially if it's a national championship. Like, no we've doubt. had the past two years. You know, I've had some bowl game ones. And, uh, you know, sometimes, though, it's just uh, – it, was it just memorable? Even if it was a first-round game or something to that effect, but it was just – um, something that is special in my mind, and maybe it was the coach or the team or the players you get to know. But um, those are the ones that I, I've saved more often than not. And you know, sometimes you get these credentials for for events that just uh, just don't mean the same. It doesn't mean that we don't appreciate the opportunity. But you know, you start to it'd be. I'm going to need, you know, some sort of file cabinet or something yeah. like that. <laughs> we, uh, uh, Jim McCormick, who's in, uh, I believe is in the Long Beach State Hall of Fame, but was a, a legendary uh, Press-Telegram sports editor for a long time. Our guy. Covered all of the best, you know, all of the 70s basketball teams, all the women's basketball teams that went to the Final Four. Uh, Jim, Jim had the best solution, which is when you reach, like, the end or end-ish of your career – you take all your favorite uh, credentials and you have them laminated onto the top of like a coffee table or, or something that's in your office or your, your desk or whatever. And then, you, you know, he's like, as you're sitting there, you have people over. 
oh, that's the time that Tark did this, or you know, and he sort of got all those memories laid out in kind of a, a unique way. So it's like I'm, the I'm t-shirt a, blanket, right? It's, a, it's, yes, like that's the, a, it's, it's like the lanyard <laughs> blanket a, yes, or the exactly credential right. blanket. Yes. No. I'm excited to get to uh, to old sports writer status so I can do that. Let's be let's be real, dude. Jim just loves telling great stories, and he has a bunch of them. Yes. So he's just got to help people into asking the right questions. It does. What's that uh, yes, from? Right. You and I can lay our Olympics credentials yeah. next to stuff, but Jim has. Uh, Jim probably had to go through a lot of uh, paring down to get to one coffee table's worth. Uh, yeah, really, right? How big is that <laughs> desk? Uh, we also got a really good question from Neil. He is an alum of Long Beach State, and he wants to know, who is your all-time favorite Long Beach State player? Now, Neil said that he was this for all of us, so I guess it would have to be in your era. But it, I still think you could choose Misty May Trainer and be all right, right? Yeah, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a really tough one. I'm going to say Brent Hilliard. Ooh, Oh, I like that. Brent Hilliard is a personal friend of mine. Yes, I went to high school say, with you got, Brent. You got a good, yes, you have the all of the high school connections. Yes, it's it's all about <laughs> high school. Uh, Brent, uh, he's two years older than me, but we went to uh, Dana Hills High School, and uh, I have known him forever. And uh, obviously, his number hangs up in the rafters. And no disrespect to, to anybody out there, Misty May or Casper Ware or, or any of the other. I mean, there's so many. The list is so long, but. Um, as a personal friend, you know, I got to give my shout out uh, to him. I like that. my guy. That's a good pick. What do you got, Jay? That is a good one. Uh, well, you already said it. Casper Ware, I think, is a really easy choice for either Mike or I just because of the time in which we were here. Yeah. When we started working, like our first year working, actually covering the team was Casper's freshman year. All those other guys, Larry and stuff. Um, but if I'm being really honest, the athlete that I have enjoyed the most and just like the time together and then reminiscing on is Nadia Link. Nadia Link, women's soccer player, all Big West, all West region. Uh, she came to Long Beach after an unexpected pregnancy derailed her recruitment from other major universities, got herself back into shape. And if you know what I mean by that, it's very difficult. And then she turned into a champion and took the program to the NCAA tournament, got the program their first NCAA tournament win. She just put the whole city on her back and changed everything about girls' soccer in Long Beach. And like three years before she did that, nobody knew her name. And that's just, that's just really yeah. special. She's like the argument for, like she's like when I hear people complain about Title IX or something that like, oh, well, you know, there'd be more football teams or whatever. I get, like, do you understand how many people's lives, like scholarships being distributed equally changes? You know, like here's someone who got kicked out of her parents' house. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then ended up, you know, she's here, her parents are here with her, they're watching her little baby who's now, uh, I believe, going into middle school soon, Jesus. which makes me feel very old. And Nadia's got a law degree. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> yeah, Nadia's like, uh, you know, going to end up uh, buying JJ and I's company or something. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> shout out Nods, man. I, every, like I said, it's when you're watching it and you're like, wow, we're watching history. Like she had the, she forgot her jersey. This is a great story. She forgot her jersey for the Big West championship game one year. And so they had to put a tape 12 on the back for her to take the field. Now, once you're on the field and you're running around, the tape's going to fall off, which it inevitably did. And Mike and I saw the tape on the ground, and Mike grabbed that, and we both looked at each other and went, this is history. Yeah. We just grabbed history off yeah. the ground. Because when you're watching it, 
you just, you know, and then you get to look back on it. Yeah, so shout out Nods. I, sh- I showed her when she went into the Hall of Fame, I showed her that I had the, I have it in a little <laughs> glass display case. I showed her that I had that, and she said I should I should blackmail uh, Mauricio with it. She said, you could probably get Mauricio to, like, I really give it. you some money for that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll remind him that gradually every yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say for me, uh, not to be a, a victim of the moment or whatever, but I, I got to spend four really enjoyable years with uh, that men's volleyball team over the last four years. And so for me, at the moment that it might be a tie between TJ DeFalco and and, uh, Josh Tuniga. I mean, I just like, I don't know how I would split either of them up, um, but watching top, top, top level athletes develop as people and as athletes over four years here and win the championships and everything else, that for me was like, uh, that's why whenever people ask us about, uh, you know, do you want to, you want to go cover the NBA or whatever? I go like, I really like getting to cover top level athletes, but where there aren't 50 other writers covering them. And that's, that was one where I knew no one else is covering this entire journey. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I mean, I, it's so cool to see them playing, uh, in red, white, and blue, like I said, less than a month <laughs> after they graduated. Two out of three volleyball players. It's a volleyball school, man. Yeah, no we doubt. Keep, we keep saying it. The banners only have one kind of ball on them at the moment, you know? <laughs> Producer Roger, we gotta get, we gotta get you in on here too. Yes, do you have, do you Roger, have one? yell out your favorite. Yell yes, out your favorite. Yes, who's your favorite? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm partial to the teams that I've covered. So Fair enough. I mean, you know, uh, Nikki Fry with yep. softball it has been great for four years. Shana Crimbro before that. Yes, you know, that, dude. That shortstop lineage of that program has been great. And then, you know, some of the men's basketball guys, I mean, Travis Hammonds, God bless him. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to you. That's great. That's an for SID it. answer. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and Ennis and Caffey and Ware and all those guys yeah. have been phenomenal. Yeah, those are good answers. Good answers. We've got another question kind of about the campus and events here. Frankie wants to know, quote, if me and my family come to only one event next year, what should it be? Are we taking questions from, from people who live in Lakewood, Frankie? No. Right, I guess we'll, we'll, let, we'll, let, we'll let Frankie on board. We used to cover time. Frankie. He went to Wilson. One event, that's almost impossible. What he's saying is like, it's hard for me to get my family yeah. to all do something at the same time. If I can get them to go to one, how can I convince them? Well, right? I would say go to homecoming. That's what I was going to say. This year we've got a doubleheader, <laughs> women's basketball and men's basketball. Uh, so if you, if you can't get out of here a lot or you, you've, you've got some other challenges, uh, November 9th, uh, the women and the men will both be playing. We'll have all kinds of fun activities out here for the family and for kids. And uh, just a great way to get back and see uh, see friends. And a good game, too. Long Beach State men taking on San Diego. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best homecoming opponent since San Diego State, maybe? It's, yeah, it's been 2012? A it's been a while. So that should be a good game. And like we said earlier, it's like that's a really young team, new yeah. faces. Great way to see them for the first exactly. time is with all your friends and family. So homecoming, I, th- I think that's a good answer. I like you, that. Mike? Saturday, November 9th, uh, one event that I would cover. Yeah. I'll, I'm just excited to see the banner go up in the in the pyramid. That's when a good start, one. Start yeah. a men's volleyball season. That's I, a good and one. I'm already really excited for all of Alan Knipe's quotes about how it's a different team and a different year. And I'm just gonna be like, yes, I know, but I need you to say something nice about the banner going up. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got a question from our guy, Long Beach Bobby. Of course, if you know Bobby, you know that he has multiple questions within one question. So yes. his question is, Correct. where do you re- where do you record the show? Are you going to do it again <laughs> next year, and can I be on it? I believe, I very much believe that he has to be on the show. 
Well, that's, he is right now. He's yeah, on the show. Right, yeah. This is it. Congrats, Bobby. <laughs> Way to go, bud. You made it. Uh, we usually record the show here on campus. Yeah. Uh, right now we're in the conference room just down the hallway from your office where everything happens here on campus. But sometimes we are lucky enough to record in the Euclea room in Walter Pyramid. Some of you uh, more loyal fans will know from spending your half times there. That's right. And sometimes we get to record in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's also a great way to learn how to say Euclea. Euclea. That's right. And we're coming back next year. We are. We are coming back. There it is. Put it down. down. Boom. Putting it down. We've got all the leverage in the negotiations now. Okay. I think we can end on this one because my friend Sean told me to ask this one because he thinks it's hilarious that we kind of do it once a year. So it's perfect to do the last one. Sean asks, quote, seriously, why don't we have a football team? Because we don't have $50 million (laughs) laying around, Sean. Is Sean writing a check? (laughs) If I can just get Sean's address, I'll swing by, pick up the check, and I can get over to the bank by five. I think I can get that done. I think that's the best answer to the question we always have to ask. Can I just say that I love that you can measure how long someone has been working in Long Beach or around Long Beach State by how annoyed they get about people asking about the football team. Or just asking, in general. (laughs) I mean, listen, you're talking to a guy who made sure his first article written in a newspaper here on Long Beach State was about the football team, so I would never have to do it again. <laughs> done, right? Yeah, <laughs> didn't, done, work out, done. Didn't, didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> well, hey, I'll take a mailbag question on a podcast as opposed to pouring over a thousand-word article about Title IX and where the team would play. Where would the team play? That's a million-dollar question. Oof. Build out uh, Jack Rose track, you know. Let's knock this parking Boom. structure yeah, down. Exactly. We'll knock the parking structure down. We'll just move the pyramid north right up against Atherton, and then you can build a nice 50,000-seat stadium there. Yeah, you bring us point. your problems, yeah. we give you the plans. Yeah. That's, what we t- that's what we do here at the LBF Show. Um, we're wrapping up here, just this episode, also the year. And as we've done each episode, we got to get recommendations out of the way. And I think it's perfect since we're getting into the summer – Everybody going to the park, going to the beach, all that stuff. What are some recommendations for listening? What music should people be listening to when they're relaxing this summer, Andy? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a, a beach guy. I'm a I'm a Bob Marley guy. Nice. Um, but I would recommend, uh, and this is kind of two birds with one stone. Uh, Paul McCartney is playing Dodger Stadium July 13th. We got my so, mother-in-law tickets for that, and uh, and I have been coasting on that for, geez, quite several months at this point. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. So you he's know, uh, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a reggae guy. You know, laid back. Um, you know, enjoy the summer. You know, hopefully everybody out there gets to recharge their batteries. Hopefully everybody out there gets to spend time with their family and friends. And uh, but uh, but you know, I'm gonna put on Bob Marley. I'm gonna just sit back, relax, enjoy it. Yeah, Paul McCartney, he was incredible. We got to see him at, uh, what was that thing called? I just always Old call Chella. it Old Chella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a desert trip. JJ, desert trip, J- yeah. JJ was working at Desert Trip and snuck uh, Shar and I in, and we got to see Paul McCartney, which is her favorite, Neil Young, who is my favorite, and who's the third? It was also a legendary Dylan, person. Rolling was it Dylan? Stones. Man, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, I just really appreciate old artists who are like, like two or three songs in, they make a joke about how their voice isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Just the acknowledgement. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. And we're good to Not go. out here faking yeah. the funk. Hey, everybody. Yeah. It is what it, it is. is what it is, dude. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And Paul McCartney does that every time. So yeah, I appreciate it. Sure. Mike, you got a recommendation? Uh, oh, wait. By the way, what is with it? Date. Okay. So Hilliard might be too. Dana Hill's kids love Bob Marley. Yes. 
Stephen Barbie, head it's, coach at Long Beach right. Poly. It's just he's bumping Bob Marley every part time. Of the deal. It's just part of the it's deal. Part of the Dana Hills it's part deal. of the Dana Hills deal. I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a joke about that, and then I went, I went in the opposite direction because I was gonna say that it must have been. Uh, <laughs> It must have been a nice time at Dana Hills High School. You guys just all sitting around listening to reggae. You know? yeah. I'm, th- I'm, I'm, envision- I'm envisioning a scene from that 70s show. It's the main streets of Dana Point, Mike. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, I, you know, I'm still kind of stuck on the uh, on Igor, but I did listen to New Vampire Weekend album at your recommendation and Good. enjoyed it. Uh, I would just recommend to the spending time with friends and family part. We planted a garden in our backyard for our three-year-old daughter on Sunday. She's been bugging us that she wants to have a garden for like six months. And we are like, hey, we have a day where nothing's happening for the first time since like last yeah, July, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we just went ahead and went over to Lowe's and dropped some money and did that. And uh, that was, a, garden it box? was a total blast. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very well done. Uh, my recommendation is Local Natives. Their new album, Violet Street, is out. Check that out. They're also coming to L.A. in June if you want to see them. Uh, good summer listening. There's also going to be some good summer reading at the 562.org all summer long. If you don't know, Long Wait, Beach we got to keep writing during pretty, the summer? Well, pre- they're pretty darn good at youth sports. So we would be remiss not to do articles about like Long Beach Pony, possibly going back to their world championships that they seem to go to every other year. We've got some more NFL pro bowlers coming back to do free camps in the city. We're excited about that. LB and MLB, so many yeah. dirtbags balling in the bigs this year. Um, you've, you know, you've got the water polo stuff that happens, water, beach water polo. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Beach FC? Right here on campus, getting it done. They've got a, a crew of girls, a young team that's trying to win a national championship this year. So all of that stuff is at the 562.org. All of your Long Beach State news has been right here on the LB Fee Show. So for Mike and for JJ, thank you, producer Roger and Andy Fee, for having us on this show, letting us host it, giving us the opportunity to have special commemorative uh, editions like sitting down with the Long Beach State men's volleyball team a couple weeks ago. That was that was amazing, dude. We've never gotten those guys so candid. I don't think we ever will again. That was a blast. Thanks to everyone who took the time to come on the show. We had an absolute... I mean, it was just... It was great. I love doing the show. It's a great way to keep people connected, uh, especially people who just want to listen to their favorite Long Beach State coaches or athletes uh, on their drive home. Thanks for joining us all year. We appreciate you guys. So hit us up. Mailbag is open. Let us know what you want us to be talking about next year. And we will see you in the stands, Long Beach. Take care. <laughs>